Love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. What lies do you believe about love? I'm Zara Hairston, an author and relationship coach who helps mistreated women struggling with toxic attachments to set boundaries in unhealthy areas so they can maintain their personalized emotional growth goals. Welcome to my podcast, What Kind of Love Is This?, where I uncover common deceptions that lead us to accept what isn't even love. Brought to you by ZaraHairston.com. This podcast is not a substitute for counseling or therapy. It is intended for informational purposes only. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new week, a new episode of my audio podcast. Thank you to those of you who've submitted a form to be contacted once my calendar opens up again in the very near future. Your patience is so appreciated and you will get more information soon and very soon. If you have not already, please go back and listen to episode four. It is full of vital information you need to hear to move forward with this tribe of us on the journey to living and loving in the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I would even listen to episode five once a month, actually, just to refresh the mind when the heart wants you to forget, because it will do that. You'll end up saying things like, well, you know, it's okay. I'm fine. It's not that bad. When it's not okay, you are not fine. And it is that bad. It's so easy for us to believe a lie when that seems to be the thing that keeps the peace, right? And I'm doing air quotes around peace. So you need that accountability to remind you in no way is that lie keeping the peace because inside you are an emotional wreck. There is no peace. So you're actually enabling their comfort level with mistreating you. And that is not peace. So yeah, go back in here, episode four, and maybe even set a monthly reminder to revisit it so you stay astute. Now, the lie we're going to deal with in this episode is nothing is changing. And I want to talk to you about the change cycle, what many call a change cycle. Because when you say nothing is changing, you're speaking out of the change cycle. I'm going to say the term just like that too each time. But in all seriousness, most of us encompass ourselves in this kind of cycle without knowing its name. And if we could just get to the end of the cycle instead of getting stuck and starting all over again, just to get stuck at the same point again, we could finally experience change. So while you listen to me, ask yourself where you are in the cycle. And if you feel the emotions associated with certain cycle points, and this is going to be a two-part talk. So I'm just going to give you some kind of background, help you feel supported in what you're probably going through, have gone through, will go through. If you don't clarify what's actually happening And then I'm going to define the change cycle and give you some tips. You may find that your change is actually nearer than you think, but because you keep reverting at a certain cycle point, 
you feel like you're further away from real change than you actually are. You have more power than you think. It's just that we get so caught up in, you know, looking at things from the outside instead of introspectively. You know what I'm saying? And again, this will make complete sense once you reach the end of this two-part talk. If not, you might want to look into coaching. But I can say that it all will make complete sense because most, if not all, people tend to default to their normal habits. So when we learn or experience change, there's this natural tendency to resist that change because it's not what? A norm. I mean, most people are not trying to do something they're not comfortable with for the sake of comfort because they don't know and it's not normal or a usual thing, right? Think about the last time someone wanted you to do something different than the way you've always been doing it for years. I mean, it's your habit. It's your default. It's your norm. Did you just jump at the chance to do it differently or did something in you kind of resist? If you're honest, it probably resisted just a little bit, just a little bit, depending on the type of person you are. At first, even if you ended up making the change because you realized it was actually for the better. Just like you, think of the person you're trying to initiate change with. Depending on how they process change indicates whether the road trip to the boundary you want to set is a smoother ride, a bumpier ride, or one that ends up in somebody getting dropped off so you can make it to your final destination, which is a healthier place. See, in that earlier example, someone may have come to you, set a boundary for change, and you may have felt a little resistance rise up inside, but you checked yourself and really examined the situation to find that, you know, this change is in fact necessary. So while I'm not comfortable yet, because it isn't habit yet, since it isn't my norm, it is for the better. So I'm going to move in that direction instead of against it. That's what you can call a growth mindset. Y'all might want to write that down. Healthy people usually have it, a growth mindset. It's those toxic ones that struggle in that department. They fail to grow past a certain trauma and kind of live out of that trauma, which is how you can tell someone is actually struggling with unresolved hurt because getting them to grow is just a real challenge. It's like dealing with a brick wall when you talk, nothing's getting through because they are stuck there at the place of trauma. And again, we've talked about how trauma is not just physical, you know, assault or violence. It can be emotional. It can be certain experiences, stressors. And so unfortunately, sometimes those toxic type of people never do grow past it because they resist the very change that can help them heal past it. This is why it's so important for you not to quit when you're trying to set a boundary because you're setting a boundary because you're pretty much tired of how things are going in most cases and you want things he healthier, rightfully so. 
a lot of times you're not looking at the other side of that equation, which is the fact that you can inspire healing in someone who's trying to stay stuck in a hurt. If you could just stick to the boundary you're trying to set. And I don't want you to feel guilty. And I'm not saying it's your responsibility to fix people because it is not. I'm not saying that. And in fact, sometimes when you are making an honest and sincere effort to set a boundary and they just keep rejecting, 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 and everything is falling apart all around you. And this is just going on and on and on and on and on. Sometimes you have to say, like I said earlier, I'm going to have to drop you off. Cause I'm, I'm, I'm headed to a destination of a healthier place and you want me to stay stuck here where I don't belong. We're not moving forward. We're not growing. So, so please, you know, I have been there where I thought it was my responsibility and my fault or, you know, because you have a love for people and attachment to them. I just got to fix this. I'm not saying that that's, that's not your job. They have to want it as much as you. The boundary should inspire them to want it is what I'm saying. But if you just, you know, keep trying to set boundaries and ain't no inspiration and in happening from within themselves, then then we got to look at things a little bit differently. Now, again, to be very clear, even the most growth minded person has some resistance to change because it's a normal reaction in most cases. What's not normal or healthy is to resist growth even and especially when it's necessary or the relationship the life of the relationship depends on it trauma in childhood is so common we often don't realize it's the very thing destroying who we are as adults to move past it we have to go back to where it began it came to pass book one in the beginning visit it came to pass.com for more information that's it came the number two pass.com it's like trying to wear shoes from when you were 10 years old while you're 30 they don't fit they even hurt and even though they're uncomfortable it seems more comfortable to stick with these smaller shoes because somewhere along the line around age 10 Something said, no new shoes. So the right fit becomes the problem more than the wrong fit, which is the actual problem. See how twisted that works? That the right fit is a problem while the wrong fit is not, even though the wrong fit is causing physical ailments. They're about to mess up their feet, deform their toes, aggravate their physical structure, cause bone spurs. I mean, these smaller shoes are giving them problems they would not have if they simply slip into the shoes a healthy person would normally just naturally grow into. But it's not simple to them. And it's not about the shoes, actually. It's about whatever happened at age 10 to make them stay there and stop growing, even though their life is hurting over it. That's kind of how it is trying to get someone to change who doesn't have a growth mindset because usually something happened to them to make them think it's safer to stay right at the place where the trauma occurred. So you could be talking to a 50-year-old parent, spouse, friend, whatever the attachment or relationship is, but inside that trauma happened at, say, 16. So they act just like a 16-year-old 
and will resist any and every kind of boundary you try to set because inside they have not gotten past the place that if healed would allow them to. Is this making sense? And that's where a lot of people on the other end of that resistant person stops and they say, nothing's changing. They stop trying to set the boundary, which is the only real way to cause real change in a conflicted relationship. But what if I told you it's a sign that change is being activated? That you being tempted by fear to stop trying or you shrinking back because they're resisting change and pushing back are not signs that nothing's changing, but that they are actual signs that change is being activated. Look, if there's one thing you've come to understand by now, it's that there's going to be resistance to change. And the deeper their toxicity or trauma, the more resistance they are going to be. Remember this, remember because you'll need that reminder when that pushback increases. Don't give up. It's like labor. Things intensify right before delivery. There's going to be resistance. You must understand and be prepared. Now, if your safety is a concern, that's another story. Get to safety because a person who would assault you needs the boundary of separation from you. But in those other cases, if you can understand that resistance is normal, it will release that pressure to quit when, not if, it shows up. The positive change you desire is beneficial. And sometimes you need support in someone like a friend or maybe a life coach to remind you not to resist or sabotage or allow them to sabotage the change that very well is within reach. If you want the relationship to improve and you want to experience a real change, you must understand that while it is hard putting up with resistance, because it's like, you know, dealing with a per- a child who has a wound, an open wound on their arm, and you're like, come here, let me see, and oh, ouch, ouch, and you didn't even touch their arm. That's how it is when you try to set boundary with someone who has unresolved hurt. That boundary is getting too close to the trauma and they start acting out with resistance. No, no, back up. It's pushback. And they very well need that wound cleaned up. They need it cleaned up, but they're scared because they they don't want nobody getting too close to that pain. And they may say, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel pain. I'm not in pain, but sometimes it's so deep and they're so deceived that they don't realize that they are they are just a walking, you know, volcano of hurt erupting all over people. And then telling people not to get close. You know, I don't want you to touch it to, to see what's wrong or, you know, to hold me accountable to anything. And, you know, sometimes we feel bad for people like that because we're like, you know, you might know what the trauma was. But at the same time, we got to realize, you know, we have to grow. Like if we're not growing, we're dying. That's just scientific facts. You know what I'm saying? But people think because we're human, when we don't grow, it's kind of fine. No, death is occurring. That's a dangerous place to be for a person to, you know, 
be in a place where they refuse to grow so much that they're okay with the death they're causing in them and around them because they refuse to grow. That's not a good, that's not a good place. You know what I mean? So while we can have empathy for people who have been hurt, we also have to love them enough and ourselves enough to say, look, you know, the decisions, the behaviors you're involved in is causing harm to my life. It's causing death. It's causing things to fall apart because you refuse to grow. And so you got to stick with that boundary. So again, if you want the relationship to improve and you want to experience a real change, you must understand that while it is hard putting up with resistance, and that's whether from them or rising up from within you, that it is also worth the very change you desire to experience. Resistance to change does not always mean that nothing is changing. It's a part in the change cycle that naturally occurs, that is supposed to occur. It's what you do with it next that moves it from real change or to being stagnant or starting all over and getting stuck again, like I talked about earlier. Resistance to change does not always, again, I repeat, resistance to change does not always mean that nothing is changing. The mere fact that they're resisting means that something is happening. But it could indicate that there's a trauma blocking the path to the change. Because after all, what kind of love tells you there's no need to change anything when that change is in fact necessary for the sake and survival of the relationship? Remember, love doesn't lie or expect you to live one. I'm Zara Hairston, sending you the comfort of truth. Thanks for enjoying this podcast. Do you need more individualized support to identify, overcome, and prevent toxic attachments? Your need and my expertise might just be a match. Go to ZaraHairston.com slash coach me to find out. Yeah, bless.